everybody hello 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 welcome back to my channel if you're new welcome welcome please subscribe like share oh guys i've been postponing this video for the longest time okay so here it goes in uh, 2018 beginning of 2018 uh, I bought a property, a penthouse flat, beautiful, with the view of the city in um, Pretoria. You could see from UNISA all the way to the Union buildings and the CPD, the whole of Sunnyside, all the way to um, the Rugby Stadium in Hatfield, like, it was beautiful. It was on the seventh floor. And boy, was I excited. Yeah, I was so excited. I had no clue what was about to happen next. And you see, when you buy a property and it's your first time buying a sectional title, there's things that you don't really know. It wasn't my first time buying property because I co-owned um, my sister's first house. Yes, I'm calling it my sister's first house because I lived there for under a year and then she continued to live there for many, many years. Actually, she just moved out, I think, a month ago. I digress, I digress. So what had happened was um my good friend david saw the property online and he was like you gotta come check this out he sent me the link i was hooked we teamed up after work we went for a viewing and we stood outside the building it was a dodgy neighborhood but um during the day you wouldn't know that so it was um full of traffic people moving up and down so we thought oh okay and these people look decent it's not like um a drug den or something okay so eventually the selling agent came we went up the lift was working and he assured us the lift is always working mm -hmm. so we went up I was a bit scared of the heights, but I got over it quickly when I saw how beautiful and big it, it was. And when we got there, I was like, oh, this is beautiful. So um, how much do we pay in levies? The agent was like, ah, something like 1.5. And it never crossed my mind to just check, ask for a statement. So that was mistake number one. I didn't ask for the statement. Well, actually, mistake number two, because mistake number one, I should have noticed that the lift was old and it wasn't very clean. So probably uh, it wasn't in tip-top condition. But anyway, the flat was nice. It was big. And the lounge was so open and so spacious and the big windows, the glass doors, I was taken. 
David was taken. We were like, yeah, where do we sign? Where do we sign? I remember we asked um, to sign for the offer to purchase right there on the spot. And the guy wasn't very eager. And it was like, uh, somebody else has signed the offer to purchase, but let's see, maybe it won't um, be approved by the bank, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so we signed, and then he handed me over to Better Bond so that they can uh, talk to the banks and negotiate um, so that I can get a bond for the flat. The whole buying process went by so smoothly, except um, the part where they need to get clearing amounts for the electricity and rates from the municipality. That part took a while, like several weeks, to the point where I was like, just tell me if there's a problem. But they said, no, it's because um, the seller is overseas, blah, blah, blah. And I asked for the contact details of the seller and they wouldn't give them to me. Fine. I thought nothing of it, actually. So eventually, like in August, everything was finalized and I could move in. And guess what? The levies were 4,700 rands a month. I was told 1,500 before I bought. And now I realize even if I rent out all the rooms in the flat, I'm not going to cover that amount because I still have to pay the bond and I still have to pay the utilities. And there were a few things I needed to fix so that it's livable. Whew, it was so stressful, I tell you. So one of the things that were broken was a window in one of the bedrooms. So I spoke with Ruben. Ruben was the caretaker at our office. And he said, okay, over the weekend I'll come and we'll do everything. So he came, uh, he measured everything. There were a few tiles in that room that needed to be put because of the rain damage. When when a window is broken, rain can come in and damage the tiles. So we fixed that in the kitchen, tiles were damaged. And I noticed it, there were different types of tiles, different colors, and obviously not the original tiles. And it didn't click to me that there had been some water damage in the flat. That is why the tiles were like that. Stupid, naive, that's me. Okay, so we fixed all of that. We fixed all the doors and all the locks that needed to be fixed. I wanted to buy a new door, but there was just no money. So we tried to fix the door that was there. He bolted some um, metal materials on it so that it, it's steady, it's uh, tough. People can't break in easily. And it, it had signs that people had tried to break in or somebody had forcefully opened it. Okay, so that got fixed. Now I had to get uh, tenants. Before getting the tenants, I wanted to have the flat thoroughly cleaned. So I called uh, this cleaning company 
they came and they spent the whole day, they sent two ladies and they spent the whole day scrubbing down because the people that stayed there before us weren't very neat and clean. So they scrubbed down everything. And they complained in one of the bedrooms, there were bed bugs. And I thought now that it, it's been cleaned, maybe they cleaned all the bed bugs. There's nothing there. <laughs> Little did I know. Um, when I moved my furniture, colleagues of mine were very kind to lend me a buggy. And uh, my friend Tatonga drove the buggy and we took all my stuff. Um, Dave's cousin and friends were there to help. Cool. Uh, the mistake they did was put all my things in that bedroom with the bed bugs. I know, like, ooh. There is nothing worse than a bite from a bed bug. I'm telling you, I do not wish it on my worst enemy. Not that I have enemies, but if I had an enemy, like I wouldn't wish that, not even on Fagazi, like, no. Okay, so I had to call people to fumigate and they did the whole house, the whole flat, corner to corner and they had to fumigate even my furniture and my clothes. Everything was stained, everything was drenched and it cost me a lot of money. And because of that, there were old couches that had been left there by the previous owner that I had to dispose of. Oh, and did I tell you, on the day I moved in, just as they finished unloading the last load of my things, the elevator broke, like we had no lift. We had to walk seven flights of stairs. Lord. And I thought it, perhaps it was because of the up and down of me moving my things, but no. As I continued uh, to live there, I realized it's a common occurrence. Like there's more times that it's not working than the times when it, it's working. And I realized a pattern also. Um, when a white-owned unit had been vacated and a new tenant was coming in, the lift would be fixed. But other than that, we just had to use the stairs, which of course benefited me in that I didn't need to go to the gym, but still, like, I don't wanna be sweaty all the time. And if I need to go to the shops, I need to think like, oh God, you know, do I really need this bread? Or can I do without it? Because of the effort it would take to go down and then come up again. I wasn't there for long before problems started. First of all, I got tenants pretty quickly because it was a beautiful space. And they started having friends over. Like on the day you move in, how do you invite a girlfriend over when you're sharing with a male friend? Like I couldn't understand. So my brand new couch was christened just like that somebody slept on my couch without even asking me 
And I was like, hell no. Like you're renting a room with your buddy. Don't sleep on my couch, no. That's not the arrangement. And I don't wanna make anybody feel uncomfortable in this space because the lounge is a shared space. You can sit and watch TV, but don't sleep there overnight. Like I wasn't comfortable and I felt none of the other tenants would be comfortable because we're splitting the bill. And if you're sleeping on the couch, obviously it means somebody extra is in the room and I'm not sure how long they're staying. Listen, having tenants is something else. And then eventually that girlfriend moved in, bringing the baby and the noise late at night, early in the morning, the crying, it was unbearable. And mind you, some of my tenants were students who needed time to focus on their studies. And how do you do that when there's, when there's a screaming baby in the flat? Like it just wasn't working. So fortunately they left and I was happy. And pretty soon I got new tenants. Can you see how I've digressed? You see, so um, there were a lot of things that needed to be fixed and the tenants weren't helping either because things just kept on breaking down. The sink would get blocked. And one time I was doing my laundry and ooh, when the machine was draining the dirty water, it just went poof. The system was backed up and it spilled all over the floor. Like, I'm so grateful my friend Bonagaliso was there. He made a plan, he was like, give me a wire hanger. He made a thingy machiki. He was um, helping me to get the, the clog out. So he unclogged it and it flowed. But I learned that once or twice a week, I would pour soap and boiling water just so that the grime and the grease would just be flushed away. And you know, people don't wanna use the bin. I would put a bin and cover it with the plastic and tell them, if you have food scraps, put them in the bin because they will clog the drain. But no, people will be forcing bones, people will be forcing up, down the drain and it would clog up. And I had to buy so many things to unclog the drain. Like it was tiring. Having tenants, guys, is tiring. You see, I keep going on and on about tenants. So one time um, it started leaking in the kitchen, the, the pipes started leaking. And I asked uh, Tatonga's brother, Leo, to come look at them. <laughs> I went to work, left Leo in the flat to fix everything. Boy, did I not anticipate what happened next. So he phones me, I was still in the office, and says, sister, you better come home now. I'm like, what is happening? And he says, I can't tell you over the phone, you have to be here to see it. What? So I'm scared to go up. I asked my friend Nagile to go drop me at the house because it sounded urgent. 
But when she parked her car outside, I was like, I can't get out, I can't get out. I'm too scared, I don't know what's happening. So eventually we phoned and he told us um, one of the pipes had burst and the whole flat was flooded. And I mean the whole entire flat was flooded. So when I got there, uh, three of the bedrooms uh, had been wiped dry. The lounge and the kitchen were somewhat dry. My bedroom, I found tiles floating, Flo literally floating, and there was so much water. The minute I opened the door, it just flooded out. Like, gosh, my bathroom was flooded. The tiles were floating. It was like a natural disaster of epic proportions. Okay, so um, my friend Mnagile was there, Leo was there, the boys who were tenants were also there. They were also Dave's um, cousins. Whew. So we cleaned up the entire thing. All my carpets were ruined. I had to forfeit a blanket because I needed something to help me mop up the water quickly. So I used one of the blankets that my friend Cynthia had gotten me. I loved the blanket, but it got ruined. I had to use my white towels because there was just water everywhere. Okay. And it was like, I'm in a dream. It was like, this is not happening. This is not happening. The worst thing is the next day as I got out of bed and stepped on the floor. I had forgot, totally forgotten what had happened the previous day. The tiles crack and the tile particles flew up in the air and landed on my eyes. Guys, I had a sty, like huge. My eye was almost closed. The towel sole and my eyelid was, it was terrible. Like I couldn't cry, I couldn't be angry, I couldn't, I was just numb. Like, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't shout anybody. I couldn't lash out. I couldn't, I couldn't even kneel down and pray. Like, I was done, I was just done. And it took me so much money. I had to go get a, a loan from the bank to replace the flooring. And that was expensive. And the rubble, because the lift wasn't working, Leo said, there's no way I'm going to take this rubble and and uh, put it downstairs because there's no way of, of doing that, so I'm leaving it here. So my beautiful, very huge balcony was now full of rubble. Even though the, the floors were fixed, I now had this constant reminder, and I was deep in depression about it. I had this constant reminder of what had happened and of how much money I had lost in that flat. Soon after that, <laughs> the stove gave up. Like, when I bought the flat, it came with a stove, and then the stove just stopped working out of the blue. 
and it would trip. Every time you try to use it, it would trip. And there were people wanting to cook. They've paid their rent. They're entitled to have a stove so that they can cook. So I had to make a plan. So credit card, swipe, buy a new stove. And then, because now it's a stove that I bought, I feel like they should keep it clean. Not that I didn't want them to keep the old stove clean, but it was like, we found it here. So I wasn't so personally attached to it. So the added stress was when people cook and they leave it dirty and they just don't care. So I was uh, constantly scrapping the stove, going after people. When people are done cooking, I know I have to just get in there and scrap. <sighs> and because of people moving in and out, we got cockroaches. I know who brought the cockroaches, but I'm not gonna say. So I had to call the fumigators again to deal with the cockroaches. And I was like, this is a never ending battle. Like it was literally one crisis after another. And then the lights started tripping. The lights of all things. I called um, the electricians. They came, looked at the lights, and then they said there's something wrong in the DB box, blah, 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 blah. I had it fixed. The problem continued. I called a different electrician. They came in and they checked everything. They couldn't find what was wrong, but the lights kept on tripping. And I had uh, to buy lamps that they can plug in in their bedrooms so that they can study, so that they can, you know, just leave. And that cost me money. And I didn't want to lose tenants because of all these problems. So I was always very quick to come up with a temporary solution while I, I try to find a permanent solution. Eventually, I called the electric surgeon. It's like the, the electricity part of the drain surgeon, the, the same company. So um, they came with all their gadgets. They spent about three hours. They couldn't figure it out until they checked the bathroom. See, my flat was directly above the tanks for water. <sighs> directly below the, the tanks for water that supply all the units. So the water is pumped from the main supply of the municipality up to the roof, and then from there distributed to the different units in the building. So that is where the problem was. Can you believe it? Now, whew, I had to fight with the body corporate like it's your fault that i'm having this problem and they were saying the problem is inside your flat so we can't help you there so i went to the bank because i had uh, insurance like i have insurance with you guys i have this problem and then they said because it originated outside of your flat it's caused by something external we cannot help you you cannot claim so again, it had to come from my pocket to fix everything. And I got into more debt fixing that. It got fixed. And as soon as that was done, 
there was flooding again. And I remember I was supposed to go attend my niece's birthday parties. They were at the same venue, but it was two different parties. And my sister and her kids from Durban had uh, driven up to be at the party. So it was going to be nice for me to see my nephews and my nieces and my sisters. But nope, it didn't happen because I had to deal with this situation. And remember, the, the post-traumatic stress disorder was still there because I was still dealing with the, with the flooding that happened the first time. It wasn't that severe this time, but the kitchen and the lounge um, were badly affected. So I had to fix that when it stopped flooding. And we realized it wasn't coming from the pipes inside the unit because several other flats flooded. So it was the pipes that go alongside the wall. And I don't know who would think of burying the pipes inside a wall. Like, I don't understand who designed that place and why they thought the way that they did. So because I couldn't afford all the things that I needed to fix, plus the levees and the bond, I was like, no, I have to sell this and it has to sell fast. And I was stupid in entrusting the same people who sold me the flat to try and sell it. I don't even think they listed it in, in their website. I never checked. They just uh, said I must sign a document to say they'll be the sole um, agents. And I was like, nope, I'm not doing that. Because what if you fail to sell it? Then I'm stuck with it. And I took matters in, into my own hands. I posted it on Facebook and a girl who is actually Catholic and went to school with one of my cousins reached out. She's an agent and she said, um, can I help you sell it? I said, oh, fine, sure. She came and took pictures and I was like, I need to approve those pictures. But before I could approve them, she had uploaded them. And I don't understand how people sell houses when they can't even take proper pictures. She was taking pictures of my stuff, not of the rooms and the layout. That just baffled me. To this day, I, I don't understand how that woman operates. So I had to take matters into my own hands. I listed it on Marketplace on YouTube and I put the nicest um, photos to draw attention. But guess who calls when you put um, an advert on Facebook, Nigerians. I do not trust Nigerians when it comes to things that involve large sums of money. I mean, 419 scams aside, Nigerians have this thing in business where they push and push and push, and it's almost as if they don't care if you lose out as long as they make money. It's all about me, 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 let me make money. I don't care what happens to you. I don't care what happens to the person who's buying the flat. I just want my cut. So it's that thing that happened. 
So I was like, okay, let me protect myself. I phoned um, my agent, the one who uh, had gone to school with my cousin, and I said, there's um, people that are interested. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give them your numbers so that you deal with them. I, I really don't wanna deal with them. Oh, thank you.